0: Howdy, guys. I'm Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and welcome to Aiden Non Anchor. Aiden Non Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. You're listening to episode 110 of the show, recorded on June 28th, 2022, at exactly 12.08 p.m. And I'm going to let you know up front that I've already recorded the next episode of Aiden on Anchor, episode 111, uh, and that'll be a pretty cool episode. But in case you get confused, yes, I recorded the next episode before this one. So that'll be coming out on Friday. So you'll have an Ain't On Anchor episode today and then another one Friday. So stay tuned for that. That'll be a fun one. But what are we doing today? Well, I figured uh, today would be a bit of a two-parter. The first part's going to be answering your questions that you left for me on the Discord. And the second part will be talking about the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase that came out. Uh, I actually have opinions on that one, believe it or not. But first, before we get into that, let's go ahead and talk about our questions that you guys left. You can join the Blue Catch Productions Discord. and Anytime I'm doing a Q&A episode, I'll leave a little at in there for everybody, and you can leave your own questions. So check that out. Link in the description below. All right. Question number one comes to us from Jay the Zoomster, rocking the Shadow the Hedgehog profile picture, and he asks, what did you want to be when you were a kid? So, like, going way back, I'm talking first grade, probably my number one thing that I wanted to be was a singer, and I'm not sure why. I mean, I like doing it now, but as a kid, I guess I just listened to more music than I did for, like, most of middle school and junior high, so I'm going to say that was probably my number one priority. I remember for a while there, too, wanting to be a soccer player, because I just thought the... Sport was kind of cool as a kid. And now I'm like, you, you can pay me to watch soccer. But for some reason, I wanted to do that as well. But I remember that dream kind of got crushed <laughs> early because my uh, my parents would let me do any after-school sports for some reason. So that ended. And then the singer thing kind of fell off by the wayside because it didn't seem like very realistic at all. So that's kind of where things went. And then around, I'd say, middle school was when the idea of like ooh, doing youtube would be pretty cool or let's get into content creation and then people started making money from that and then it's like oh okay well this is actually possible now too and here i am doing that although i would love to do anything entertainment related whether it was radio tv writing whatever i think that would still be pretty cool but that was sort of the the track record through there um it was singer then probably soccer player Then middle school and on was the content creation YouTube route. So thank you for that question. That was pretty nostalgic, honestly. All right. Question number two comes to us from Zach. And he asked, if you had to invite three people to dinner, alive or dead, who are you choosing? Now, I was pretty sure that Zach had asked the exact same question, but it turned out to be a different one during episode 80 that basically asked if you could switch places with somebody alive or dead. Who would it be? So I thought it was that. Uh, And if I recall correctly, I did not answer that one seriously. I probably said something like Peter Griffin or something. So the question now for me is, do I actually answer this question that Zach has given me seriously or not? And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Let's see. Um, I think Miyamoto would be a cool person to have at a dinner just to talk to about Nintendo games. Um, let's see a dead person. I can't think of too many dead people that would be interesting to have a conversation in. Oh, (laughs) this is awful. This is awful. I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. See what he's been up to, you know, see, did he really do it? Did he not do it? You know, we were all here at a dinner just trying to enjoy ourselves. I feel like that would be a good topic of conversation to throw out there. all right don't no worry even don't no worry it all right third one third dinner guest let's see um got me model, got them um hmm that's that's interesting because i don't i never picture myself like being so stupid rich enough to be able to afford a dinner like this and to even imagine which rich people I'd have the opportunity to, to have a dinner with. Uh, You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with Thundercat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thundercat going to be my third choice. I think he would get along great with Mr. Miyamoto as well as Jeffrey Epstein. Who knows? And uh, the conversation with us three, I don't even know what it would be about. They're part Nintendo games, part music. uh part scandals, I don't know, maybe we could all go around and talk about our epic scandals that we have going on, so yeah, that's gonna be my dinner, I'm sticking to it, and if I uh, get any shit for this, I will not be answering another serious question from Zach, so <laughs> give that what you will, thank you for the question. All right, question number three comes to us from Phoenix, also known as Patient, and she asks, would you rather kill everyone you hate, or have everyone who hates you killed. So either way, the people that I hate are dying. The real question here is, do I do the killing or does someone else do the killing? On the one hand, I feel like having someone else sort of act like an assassin and kill all the people that you hate uh, would be more convenient for me because then they're dead. Number one. And two, I don't have to deal with the trauma, you know? And I could probably avoid a case, which is cool, so I wouldn't have to be, like, in prison. But the problem with that, at least in my opinion, is if you have people who you really, really hate, why not, you know, (laughs) why not be the one who gets rid of them? You know, why not do it yourself? Because the problem with the second method is that it kind of paints you as a little bit of a... A little bit of a, a, a pussy perhaps, in that you, you're not willing to be the good in the world that you want to see. You're not willing to take matters into your own hands. You're letting someone else do it. If you really hate them that bad, I feel like you should be the one responsible to get rid of them. Um, but you know, I kind of fit in that camp. I kind of fit in that camp who would defer to someone else just because the whole killing people would be messy. I, I don't know I'm gonna go with option number two but if you are dead set on doing it yourself I think that's badass so let that be known if you're the one trying to get rid of people you hate I think you're probably uh, more epic than I am but uh I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat a little bit of a a little bit of a pussy perhaps so that's that's what I'm going with thank you for the question as always patient And finally, question number four comes to us from Ben, and he asks, Have you been able to purchase a PS5 or the new Xbox? I have been trying for a couple of months, and I still can't get my hands on a PS5. No, I have not gotten either. Even if I wanted to, I have not gotten either. Uh, Neither console has been particularly interesting for me. Uh, And part of the problem, too, is with me moving and everything, money has been saved directly for that. Or for rent now, so I don't know when I'm just gonna have $500 laying around to even be able to purchase one of these consoles. Uh, so no, I haven't had an opportunity. I don't even know what I would get to be honest. I'm still not like a huge PS5 fan, but that would probably be the system I'd get anyway, or maybe not. No, maybe I, th- I think I think I like the look of the Series X more. And it would be kind of cool to have like a Game Pass console. Uh, But then what else would I play on there? What else would I play on PS5? I'm not really sure. (laughs) I'm not even really sure which one I would get to be honest with you. So number one, I'd probably have to figure that out. And two, I would have to actually have the money lying around to be able to afford one. But I hope you get one, Ben. I hope you get the PS5 that you have been wanting because I know it sucks right now with scalpers and everything like that. It's just not a good time to be buying a, a console right now, but I hope you're you're able to get one. So, yeah, thank you for the question, Ben. And with that, we have gone through our four questions that people have left. Thank you so much to everybody who asked one. And uh, if you want to ask questions, again, you can join the Discord. Link in the description below. And uh, next time we ask questions, you can leave one if you want. So, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. All right, now that we've answered questions, we're going to go into part two of this podcast where we talk about the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. Jesus, what a long title. So usually around this time of year, Nintendo has a big E3 Direct, but with E3 not being a thing, uh, everybody's just kind of been doing their own little presentations. Sony had a state of play. Xbox had a big presentation. he had some third-party stuff. Uh, Jeff Keighley's summer game fest or whatever had a bunch of the other companies. Nintendo decided, eh, I ain't really got shit. Um, (laughs) until a couple of days ago when they were like, Hey, we're doing a Xenoblade Chronicles three direct. I did not watch it. And then, and then they were like, Oh, also we're going to be doing a Nintendo direct mini. I did watch the direct mini and, uh, believe it or not, it's kind of a good direct. I think it's even better than some of the official main directs we've been having. And sure, I would have appreciated a big Nintendo E3 Direct, but E3 hadn't been going on. And I think Nintendo just wanted to let third parties who have something coming out to be like, here you go, you can, you guys can talk about stuff. And it's some good third party stuff. So let's go ahead and talk about everything they announced real quick, and then I'll give my thoughts at the end. All right, first up, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. This thing is finally coming out in like two days. So they just showed like a little sort of teaser trailer with all the monsters and all the content and everything. It looks good. Still not that big of a Monster Hunter fan. I know Ethan has gotten Monster Hunter Rise on PC and will probably be playing Sunbreak on PC, (laughs) but it's cool that it's coming to Switch. I know Rise did incredible on Switch. So yeah, no, it looks dope. Looks like a lot of content for $40. All right, next up, we have a port, and this one's kind of a cool one, Near Automata, the end of Yora Edition. I don't, I don't know if I pronounced that right. I know a lot of people like Near Automata, but it was a PS4 game, so I wasn't, like, expecting it to come to Switch. But I guess, you know, they got Witcher over, and they've been getting more big releases like this. And uh, to have it come to Switch, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a good fit. I think people will like it. And having just another good game, another good port from uh, any of the previous consoles on Switch is always a good thing in my eyes. All right. Then we ended up getting a uh, kind of a weird game called Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. Just kind of weird. It was sort of a, a puzzle game, but it like was sort of like had early kind of 3D polygons and shapes and stuff and this black and white look. I don't know. It looked dope. I believe it was, uh, oh, she, uh, Annapurna had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, they did. And it's coming to Switch and Steam, which is kind of cool. So that'll be in 2023. Then for some reason, they announced a sequel to Super Bomberman R, a game that came out like the first week of the Switch. And now the sequel, for whatever reason, is coming out in 2023. Sure, Konami. You know what? Just do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I'm so done. Uh, It looks like more of the same. If you like Superman... uh, Superman. If you like Super Bomberman R, it's probably fine. Most people did not like it. I didn't really care for it. They're making another one. Cool. Whatever. But... Right after that, we actually got something based. We actually got something good. We got something I have been waiting for, and I know my man Ethan has been waiting for, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. So Mega Man, for the past couple years, have been doing all these sort of legacy collections and have been filling out pretty much most of all the Mega Man series. We had the Mainline Classics, uh, the Mega Man Legacy Collection, Then we had the X Legacy Collection, which has all the X games. Then we had Mega Man Zero and all those games in a collection, and that includes ZX. So really, like the last major Mega Man series that they have not covered yet was Battle Network, which are sort of these Game Boy Advanced RPGs that had a very much of a Pokemon-type collector's aspect, where you could use these like little chips and you fight people on a little digital plane it was pretty cool ethan for whatever reason in like geez elementary school like a long 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 time ago got the sixth one and i remember playing that a good bit on gba bus and game soundtrack especially pop the fuck off so the idea that now all of these games and all the different versions of these games because there were like pokemon two different versions for some of these they're all going to be coming to the switch. I think is really fucking cool. And I didn't think they would do it. Apparently there's also a thousand illustrations and 150 songs included. I hope they include online because, uh, having the you know link cable, you could fight other people and there's kind of a little bit of a competitive scene building up around it. So it'd be cool if they added online to this version, but we'll see, we'll see what they end up doing. I think it was really neat. And, uh, just sort of the last major piece of Mega Man history that has not been in a collection recently. I can't think of anything else other than like Mega Man Star Force, which is kind of similar, or Legends. There hasn't been a Legends collection yet. They should really do that too because those games are expensive. <laughs> but there's only like two or three of them. So, hey, you do what you can. This, this was really dope. Then we have a remake of Pac-Man World, or as they're calling it, Pac-Man World Repack. There's, like, a remake, but it's it's Pac-Man. I've heard Pac-Man World's really fucking good. Um, I owned the second one on GameCube that was, like, bundled with a versus Pac-Man game. It was very weird. But the first Pac-Man World, I don't think, was on GameCube, right? It was a PS1 game. So it's been a long-ass time. And I know people really, really like this. It's sort of the uh, Mario 64, Sonic Adventure... Of Pac-Man games. So the first time Pac-Man got like a 3D platformer and they've made a bunch of others after it, but this one seems to be the favorite. I hope it's really good. It's coming to Switch August 26, So it's cool. Then we ended up getting a game called Blunk where it's a wolf and a deer who are stuck together and it's sort of a little puzzle narrative game. It uh, looks dope. That's in 2023. Then we have Return to Monkey Island, which is dope. Brand new Monkey Island game. Then uh, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I kind of skimmed through this one because <laughs> this Nintendo Direct wasn't live. It was just a video. Uh, and when you have the opportunity to, in an Nintendo Direct, keep pressing the button to skip ahead over the games you're not interested in, it's a godsend. And they started talking about Mario Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, and going into the gameplay and just being really, really boring. So I just kind of, just kind of skipped through it. I, I know people like Kingdom Battle. I'm sure Sparks of Hope is even better. It's just not for me. But uh, apparently, Sparks of Hope will be out on the on the 20th, October 20th. Then we had a game called Little Noah: Scion of Paradise. I know nothing about this. Then we have a game called Railgrade, which is Roller Coaster Tycoon but trains. As the Polygon article describes it, I'm down, I'm down. I'm down for a good train simulator. Your boy likes trains. Ooh, and then we got some Sonic Frontiers gameplay. We finally got to see some of those uh cyberspace levels, which are more of like the traditional three D Sonic stages, and they look pretty good. Switch version also looks okay. I mean, it, Sonic Frontiers isn't a game that um is really gonna wow you visually, even on the other consoles. So the fact that the Switch version isn't too far off is nice. I'm still worried about it. I'm still worried the Switch version is probably going to be the worst of the three, but hopefully they've optimized it enough to where the frame rate doesn't dip or we get like a shit ton of popping, or it runs badly. It looked okay in this, but still wait and see, wait and see. They, I'm glad that they showed new things off from of Sonic Frontiers rather than just showing the same gameplay or the same footage. There's new stuff in here, so if you've been following the Sonic Frontiers hype, check out the Direct Mini. Uh, Let's see, then a Disney game, who cares? Then a Dorymon game, who cares? Minecraft Legends, blah, blah, blah. The Portal Companion Collection launched today. So you get Portal 1, 2, and the co-op version of 2. I might actually get this. We'll see. And then the big one, the thing that they ended the show off on, something that a lot of people were wanting, something I kind of wanted, but I didn't think was ever going to happen. They announced that Persona 5 Royal, the sort of newer version of Persona 5, was coming to the Nintendo Switch on October 21st. And not only that, not only are we getting Persona 5, we're also getting Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden. Now, I already kind of expected this to happen a little bit, Because a couple of days ago, they announced that these three games were coming to uh, PlayStation and Xbox and Steam, but they weirdly left out Switch, which, you know, seems a little off. I know Atlas can be a little bit uh, ignorant toward the Switch sometimes, but I figured if you're going to put this on Steam and all the other consoles, why not put it out on Switch? So, yeah, the fact that it's coming to Switch is good, not as big of a surprise as it could have been just because they waited so long to announce this stuff. But still, I'm happy for it. I'm happy for Persona fans. And I'm even more happy that I finally have another character to add to the Smash test. Joker was one of those that I couldn't technically count because the only Persona game on Switch was Strikers, a spinoff title. Uh, So now that Persona 5 Royal is on there, Joker can now officially pass the Smash Brothers test. There's directs that go by where that doesn't happen. So the fact that a mini of all things was able to sneak another character in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, that's sort of how the direct ended. I thought this was a pretty good one. The Persona announcement is huge. New Sonic Frontiers gameplay was a great surprise. And then uh, Mega Man Legacy Battle Network, Pac-Man World Repack, and Nier Automata. That's like five. There's five good announcements or ports coming to Switch, which is all you can really ask for uh, in a partner showcase because it, you know, is third parties. It's not first-party Nintendo stuff. So all I'm really looking for, right, are some older games or some collections or some ports or some new exciting releases, and we got five of those, which I think is pretty good given it's 20 minutes. Were there some boring things? Yes, I don't care about Super Bomberman R2, uh <laughs> little Noah didn't do anything for me. Uh, the Disney Pixar game went on for a little too long. But other than that, I thought it was a pretty good Direct mini honestly, not as good as an E3 one would have been, but still, you know, it could have been a lot worse. And I thought it was it was pretty neat. So yeah, that'll be it for this episode of A non-anchor. Thank you for your questions and let me know what you thought of this Nintendo Direct Mini anywhere on the internet. Links in the description below. If you want to support the podcast, there's a support button on Anchor where you can donate and keep the podcast more consistent. Again, we got a new Aiden on Anchor coming out Friday. It's a special one. So stay tuned for that. And uh, with all that being said, I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions and I'm signing off.